welcome to another episode of Lie, Cheat, and Steal, the podcast about liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters. I'm your host, Pat Royce, and we are a bi-monthly podcast. It's available wherever you listen to podcasts, and if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Leave a short review. That's one of the easiest ways to help support the show. We release two episodes every month for free, and we also have two more episodes every month on Patreon, so if you like what you hear, visit patreon.com slash lie, cheat, and steal to sign up for two more scam stories every month, as well as access to our entire back catalog. Anyways, I'm hanging out here with my co-host, Kath Barbadoro. How are you doing today, Kath? I'm good, Pat. I'm doing good. I'm. Uh, we took a 10-minute break between this episode and uh, our previous episode, which is out on our Patreon now. Um, and in that uh, 10 minutes, I got an email from Google. I do, like, Google flight tracking. And uh-huh. uh, it like for places I want to go for when flights are cheap. And uh, I'm really thinking about just spontaneously, impulsively booking a trip to Mexico City. I might do that when we're done. I just got paid. Ooh, and, hell uh, yeah. Might go to Mexico City. Who knows? Hell yeah. Get up, girl. That's what's up. That sounds listen, like a Listen lot to this of fun. podcast in the future to find out whether, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. whether <laughs> I go to Mexico City. The tickets are, are for round trip, checked bag, everything, less than $400 from New York. Whoa. Really good deal. Thinking about that it. is that man. Yeah, we I we did some traveling uh, this week, and that was like kind of last minute. Uh, my 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 girlfriend did a uh, bartending event at the OU game, at the OU Texas game. Nice. And so yeah, we went there, and we ended up getting two two nights in Dallas, and just uh, stayed there. She did that, and went to the state fair. I'd never been to the Texas state fair, and that was really cool. Uh, we went there, and they had a. Uh, a little coliseum there for bullfighting. And we basically walked in thinking we were going to watch a rodeo. And okay. so we're like, oh, the rodeo's going to start. It, was, it started like an hour, so we got beers. We sat there. It filled up real quick. And then it turns out it wasn't like, I don't think we're going to be riding bulls. It was called Bullfighters Only, uh, which sounds like <laughs> a weird hookup website. Right, but- yeah, it's a very specific <laughs> dating thing. But it's bullfighters only, and they—it's just full-on rodeo clowning. They just run out there. The bulls run at them, and they just run around in a circle and try to not get fucked up by these bulls. And it doesn't always work out. We saw one guy really get hammered uh, by this bull. But it's just insane. There's out there like running around in circles, jumping over the bulls at some point. It was—it was insane. Was not prepared for it at all, and it was. (laughs) cool as shit and the announcers definitely talked about the bulls like they were like their own competitors they're like man when you got a, when you got a smart bull like that he's been in the game for a while you know he knows what to do <laughs> it was, yeah it, it was insane i was completely not prepared for it i thought we were gonna be watching some guys on ha- on on you know on bulls that are riding around riding them all mad i'd seen that before this was insane unlike nothing i'd seen before Hell so yeah. yeah yeah spontaneous last minute travel get into it you know what i'm saying i'm thinking Hop of on doing those it. tickets who knows i think you're talking me into it i'm probably gonna do it once uh once once we get off the uh off the line hopefully we'll still have some cheap flights but uh yeah speaking of i have a good segue speaking of fleeing to mexico um, <laughs> yes yes the 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 uh <laughs> Inevitable future of many of our subjects. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to tell you a story of this guy, William Mize. Um, this story, I actually was sent this by the producer of my other podcast, What a Time to Be Alive. Shelby sent this to me. It's a recent article about this guy um, from New York Magazine. Uh, it just came out earlier this month. It's called Collision Course by Lauren Smiley. That's where a lot of my information comes from. It's a great article. It goes really in depth um, 
into a lot of this guy's relationships with his family, which is a big part of this, which we'll see. Um, really worth reading if you find this interesting, but that's where I got a lot of sort of the broad strokes of this. And uh, yeah, he, he is currently on the run. So Ooh. if you see this guy, you will get a reward uh, if you turn him in. So think about it. Ooh. Yeah, um, yeah, and he also, I... earlier in his life, did flee to Mexico. So we will discuss that as well. Yeah, yeah. nothing like a good at-large kind of guy. That's what yeah. you know, I love. I love somebody that's still out there. <laughs> still out there. Lurking around the corner. Um, he, I don't think he would be a danger to you if you saw him, um, unless you are uh, his family member or someone who uh, trusts and cares about him, in which case he is an extreme danger to you. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. I, I have no emotional footholds for this guy to step into yep. and manipulate me. I will just go on hating him. Yeah. So um, this guy, William Mice, he had a pretty – Pretty interesting uh, form of a scam. I don't know if we've done any scams quite like this one before, which is what sort of attracted me to this. Um, it involves insurance fraud, but the the method of it is really fascinating. Um, but we'll we'll get there. I'm gonna I'm gonna set the scene a little bit just so you know what kind of guy this guy is. Um, <clears throat> so uh, he was born William Mize Waters in 1961 in El Paso, Texas. Hey, Texas El Paso. Boy. Yeah, yeah I, I, I lived in El Paso for, for some time in the 90s. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We lived there oh, from like world. 90 to like 95. Yeah. Okay. Uh, inter- interesting city. I love that place. Yeah. Um, so he was born out of wedlock uh, to his mother, Eve, who later uh, took him to the suburbs of South San Francisco, where he sort of came of age. Uh, Bill- and on the playgrounds is where he spent most yes. of his days. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he, uh, dropped out of high school and, uh, started bartending when he was still a teenager. Cause I guess you could do that back then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Get that kid in here, make him serve some drinks. <laughs> he, uh, he then pretty quickly meets, um, his first wife, this woman, Teresa Mastin. She, this is, I feel like where you first get an inkling that he might be a little scummy. Um, so he meets his first wife when he's visiting his sister. <laughs> his sister lives out in Western Idaho and this woman, Teresa, is uh, her babysitter, works for her. And this guy is smitten with the 15-year-old babysitter and gets Ooh. her pregnant. Damn. And then they get married. So that, just file that, that order, one away. Yeah. yeah I, I love how you're like, this is what's going to make you think he might be scummy. And it was, I was like, oh, what, more than that he dropped out of high school to tin bar? And then like... <laughs> And then, and hey, then you were, we and know then, quite a few yeah. people who that applies to. I'm not going to say that makes you scummy. Yeah, no, no I, but yeah, but then you like you, the fact you said. I was like, oh no, wait, that yeah, that takes the cake. <laughs> so, <laughs> at some point during like this early part of his life, he reunites with his biological father. So, as I said, he was born out of wedlock. Um, his father's name is William Mize Jr. and they sort of hook up, they reunite, and Bill actually gets adopted by his biological father and then takes his surname. And another thing about this guy that I feel like just... He's very... The article talks a lot about how he's, he's very Trumpian, this guy. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And a, uh, a, a, new, a new kind of guy we've been blessed with. Yes. <laughs> and I feel like this is just sort of Trumpy of him. So he gets adopted by his biological father and changes his name... Um, you know, because Mize was his middle name. Mize is his father's last name. His father's name is William Mize Jr. So he says, I'm going to change my name, but I'm not going to be William Mize the third. I'm just I'm going to be William Mize the fourth. 
unclear why he did that, but it just seems <laughs> just... Trumpy to me to do that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, because the third is oh, that's whatever, but the fourth, why not? Right. If you could make it shit up, I'm uh, I'm Patrick Soros Jr. And so yeah. I was always I was always like, oh, I'm PS2. And I thought that ah. was really funny. And now we're like three more PlayStations away, so the joke just doesn't hit anymore. But uh, <laughs> I got to have a kid, so I got to have PS3. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you yeah. might want to skip so that your kid can be one of the later models. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. PS7. Uh, <laughs> there was six more previously. They all died. So... <laughs> And then uh, Bill Mize, the the Bill Mize the fourth, then has a, a son and names his son Bill Mize the fifth. So he's very taken Whoa. with you know skipping the third. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The the, this, the Bill Mize fifth of his name. <laughs> yeah. So this guy and his wife, um, they have a pretty like normal life in Sacramento. Mize is bartending at, at all these restaurants. They buy a little house. Um, they have two kids. They have the one that she had when they got married, who's Angela, and then uh, William Mize the fifth are their two kids. So this is all going fine. They have like a nice little life. And then what Teresa, the ex-wife, says was really like the turning point for him was he inherited $700,000 and a ranch house in Arizona when his dad died. Oh, and yeah. According to Teresa, it just like, she says she says almost within 24 hours he was completely evil which is very <laughs> funny <laughs> hell yeah i love yeah it's just, like like you want to create evil it's like just get like a blank slate of a white guy just add money <laughs> like that's yeah. thing, right? <laughs> that's basically what she said like just he he got a little taste and he was like this is my shit i'm yeah. evil now <laughs> i don't care and, who i step on the way up because i yep. ain't coming back down <laughs> yeah and that's like pretty much what happened he buys a boat he uh, he buys a nice car. He um, tries to open a a restaurant. Um, Damn, he's he he is literally like a form of basic. So basic, it's almost not basic. <laughs> it's like yeah. I'm buying a boat, a restaurant. He's just checking all the boxes. And like Teresa says, like I remember working in this fucking restaurant. Like this guy. I would be like cleaning the goddamn toilets and this guy would come in right before it opened in like his sports jacket ready to schmooze with customers. Like he was uh, just it, a piece of shit. And this was his wife, right? Yeah. Oh, let me buy, yeah, man, let me buy a restaurant for my wife to work in. Like, yeah. <laughs> just fucking gross. Um, uh, yeah, it's like when you like, like, I don't know, like you have a project with, you, with your partner that you're going to do and it just turns into a lot of work for them and you don't do anything. That's that. Yeah. It's like, I bought a restaurant to be like a business that we can own together and she's Classic doing everything. Scumbag guy. By yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. yeah. For sure. Um, so naturally good for Teresa. They divorce. Um, they get into a really bitter custody battle over the two kids and um, my <laughs> the custody just... battle was she was insisting that he'd have some custody. <laughs> and he <was> like, <laughs> no, he wanted him. <laughs> yeah. yeah no. <laughs> He actually wanted them, but yeah, I'm okay, sure he just so. wanted them because, you know, th- he wanted to take them away from her and not because yeah. he gave a shit. Um, but so they get into a custody battle and uh, he at the end of 1993, he just takes the kids to Mexico. He's like, fuck this. I'm closing my business. We're going to Mexico. He moves to Acapulco, which is just like classic early 90s place for a scumbag American to go. I yeah. Think. Yeah. <laughs> So he moves to Acapulco and here 
he starts uh, a marijuana smuggling business. That is what he ends up doing in Acapulco. And <laughs> this guy's just like the fucking the cool dude awards for 1993. Yeah, I mean, he does like have an objectively pretty interesting life. Um, it is sort of unclear, like how much like the scale of everything, like whether he's actually telling the truth because he is like a known bullshitter as all of the subjects of our show yeah. are. Um, but he was like, so according to him, he was making over a hundred thousand dollars a year smuggling weed. And, uh, he used it to like live the high life. Um, one weird thing he did is he used it to finance a bunch of plastic surgery. Um, he got like his eyes and his nose done. He got um, tattooed on eyebrows. Like he went. Whoa. Yeah, he like really changed what he looked like, which is That's, that, you I, don't I, hear I, a lot about men doing that. You know? Yeah, no, I can't think of any. I'll underscore any situation where tatted on eyebrows for a dude makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> he doesn't. Like, you know, it, they don't look as crazy as I would think. I was imagining. Have you ever seen JFK? The Oliver Stone movie. Oh, yeah. The alopecia eyebrows. <laughs> I was imagining like Joe Pesci yeah. <laughs> eyebrows. They're not. I mean, like I'm, I'm looking up a wanted poster for him right now because, as I said, he is currently on the lamb. He's really fair. He's like very, very yeah. fair skinned. And so the eyebrows actually don't look horrible. They When you know they're tattooed on, you're like, oh, those are a little weird. But they're yeah. not as bad as you might think. Yeah, um, no, I I just looked him up. Yeah, he's uh, okay. He's got yeah. It's just it's such a strange thing. That's like uh, a strange. Weird. Yeah, yeah. That's um. I mean, yeah. I guess, uh, do your thing again. Not a bad behavior per se, but when <laughs> viewed through the scope of everything else he does, definitely a little weird. Yeah. Yeah, just odd. Um, so yeah, he's like living it up, uh, smuggling weed. So uh, one way he would smuggle weed is he would take it on cruise ships. And this is where he meets his second wife, his new wife. Her name is Sandy Talento, which is a great name. Yeah, name. Hell yeah. I, I love so, so far he's meeting it at the chick he met at the bar that he's bartending at. And now it's the chick he met uh, on the cruise where he was smuggling weed at. Like, no, the, uh, the, the first one was the babysitter. It was his sister's oh, that's, babysitter. Yeah, that's, that's, that's right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. He's, he's definitely just like... Both of these meat cutes are not uh, very cute. <laughs> a little, yeah, a little lurid, I would say, yeah. these meat cutes. Um, but yeah, so he marries Sandy, and after they get married, he uh, he switches hustles. So he comes back to the States, um, and he starts flipping properties in Las Vegas with Sandy. Sandy acts as the licensed real estate agent. So this is his new hustle, which I feel like, Weed smuggling to flipping property should really tell you a lot about how <laughs> shitty and shady that industry is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the pipeline shouldn't exist, but it certainly does. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, yeah, so that's what he's doing uh, in the early 2000s. He, uh, he's, like, kind of based in Las, Las Vegas, and then he also buys this, like, big mansion up in, near, like, Spokane, Washington, um, and that's kind of where a lot of this stuff happens. He decorates it super tacky. It's uh, it's like Hell a yeah. big tacky ripoff of like fucking casino is like his vibe. <laughs> my I, my favorite thing in the world is like when people with no taste get lots of money. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, 
that is absolutely this guy. Like, and it was like, it really seemed like he just got that little taste. And he was off to the races and he was like, I yeah. need to express my terrible taste in everything <laughs> yeah. right now. There was the house that I, the house that I quarantined at, there was a, uh, this like really like cheap painting that you might buy from like, or like not even a painting, but like a print that you might buy from like a Ross or something. Mm-hmm. And it was like this chick with like, uh, it was like this, like this lady's face, and it, had, it was like all dark background. And it had her hair coming over her face, like a streak of red. She had red lipstick. I think it was like a wine glass in the background. Real tacky, real chintzy art stuff. And I could always just tell a lot about people when they came over, and they would see that, and they would just be like, "That's hilarious." Or if they were like, "Yo, that's badass," like, I, could just, <laughs> I, I just, I just knew uh, immediately who I was dealing with. <laughs> so at this point. Uh... Mize's son, uh, Will Mize the fifth. Uh, so to to differentiate, the father who we're gonna be is sort of the main character in this is Bill Mize. Okay. Um, his son goes by Will. So Bill and Will. Bill is All the right. father. Will is the son. Just to. Clarify. Okay, I'm in. Um. So Will, uh, when by the time they're like moving up to Spokane and like he's making all this money in real estate, Will is like a teenager working in restaurants and stuff. And Bill is always advising him to like run a few side hustles because um, that's just like what it is all about, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it's what this guy the, is the steady forty-hour work week that you're doing here. It seems like a good idea, but you're gonna want some side hustles to fall back on. Okay, you gotta run some 100%. scams. Hundred percent. Like yeah. <laughs> we're gonna talk about it a little later. Like this guy hates the working man. He like <laughs> he, he really does not like people who have regular jobs. Um, but yeah, so one day. Um, Will hurts himself playing basketball and his father is like, Hey, here's what we're going to do. Instead of saying you hurt yourself playing basketball, say you fell into a manhole at the country club where you were playing basketball and uh, insurance <laughs> paid for everything. So this was like his first taste of insurance fraud. Mm, okay. Okay. The next year in 2006, uh, an incident shows up in Spokane County records. Uh, Mize was driving his Jaguar convertible and uh, behind him, his friend was driving a Ford F-150, and the friend rear-ends the Jaguar. Um, the friend says he told the cops like he hadn't seen the Jaguar slowing down, uh, and he'd been reaching for his phone, and he just hits the Jaguar. Um, so that's like there's this record of this happening, and this is the template for all of the insurance scams that are going to come next, is this... Uh-oh this thing so you know it's unclear a, it's whether like, this was engineered or whether this gave him the yeah. idea it seems like it was probably engineered but we'll we'll see um it's almost like a serial killer's first kill like where it's it's, it's yeah. like it, it, it tends to like set the tenor for how they do things and sometimes it's accidental they don't they don't go out and tend to do that and then it happens and they're like oh i kind of like that it's it, it is very telling how much that first crime, crime can like set the foundation yeah so like he it it really like goes a lot like this every time he realizes he's onto something with like how simple this was for him to settle and um now i'm going to go into sort of just an account of like how this would work so all of his scams would be like this they would be a car rear-ending another car and i'm just going to read the opening of this uh new york magazine article because i feel like it really sets the tone so it says Mize would hurt you one at a time, pulling tools from a briefcase, cold and businesslike. He'd gash your brow with a razor or box cutter, scruff up the wound with sandpaper. For concussions or a busted knee, he'd smack you with a liquor bottle, a brick, a frying pan. Yeah, it gets gnarly, man. 
Oh, uh, God. And then he had a few, like, harmless tricks that are really interesting. Um, like, you'd chug a Red Bull to spike your blood pressure. Um, or you'd take aspirin before so that your blood would stream faster, which I thought was interesting because that's an old pro wrestling trick. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. It makes your blood thinner, I... so when you when you blade and cut yourself and make you look injured, it, like, comes out quicker. Oh, yeah. I used to stay up drinking all night one night uh, when I was in high school, and my mm -hmm. mom just bum-rushed me at my friend's house the next morning saying that I had to go get a flu shot. And I was like, all right. So I got in the car with her. We drive down there. And I'm like 16 years old. The lady's like, not, you know, she's just like, oh, here's a kid. And she puts the needle in when she pulls it out. The blood makes it from like my bicep to my knuckle in like one second. And she was like, whoa, are you taking like a blood thinner? And I was like, I took some aspirin. And she was like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was this shit faced child. <laughs> so yeah, they do all these tricks to make it look like you'd been in a terrible car accident. Um, but they were, that I mean, some of them were so... staged. Some of them were fucking real injuries. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, it's like, uh, oh, we stage his injury. It's like, bro, you cut me with a box cutter and rub sandpaper on it. I don't know. Like, I mean, like... fucking crazy. Like, these people were doing, they were like pulling teeth out for him and stuff. Like, oh, it's, cool. Yeah. That's why uh, I was like, this is its own thing. Like, this yeah. is beyond insurance fraud. This is... I, I get. I think we talked about recently. Like body horror is like 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 my least favorite genre yeah, of sorry. horror. Like, yeah, no, no. I, I mean, I, I'm fine. It, I, it is what it is. It's just like that. Like the tooth thing that gets like maybe because of all the work I've had done dental shit when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. That that gets like a visceral like. like when you said it, I just Im immediately imagined myself when I was like eight and I hit my front teeth on a gate oh. that was swinging. Oh. And then, yeah, and now it's just with me, and I hope it's with every listener as well. So, yeah. <laughs> just imagine getting hit in the tooth with a gate. Take that, piece of shit. No, I love you guys. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> so, like, not only would he injure you to, like, stage injuries, you'd actually have to be in the car when it got crashed into. So what would happen is he'd fuck you all up, and then you'd get in the quote-unquote victim car, the car that was going to be crashed into. And uh, according to this article, women would get like a helmet or a neck brace or something, but he wouldn't give anything to men. He was like, that's Hell pussy yeah. shit. Yeah. Men don't get it. Oh, oh, you want a little neck brace for your insurance fraud fairy? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's and he would, so like, crazy. It's so crazy because like, so like he was really crashing cars and they were really going fucking fast. Like, cause it had to look real. So like, so he would put everybody in the victim car and then he would get in the at fault car and crash into the car. <laughs> you're just sitting there like he's, he's hit you with a liquor bottle. He's pulled a tooth out of your mouth. Yeah. You're crammed into a vehicle with like eight <laughs> of your friends. And you're like, man, I'm really glad I met this Will guy. He yeah. seems like a very fun. When I get this money, I'm going to put myself through community college. It's just <laughs> it's some guy that's there for all the right reasons. <laughs> Well, we'll talk about how he got people to do this, but it is like unbelievable when you think about what he was really able to convince these people to do because yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is like fucking crazy shit. So he would crash the car and then he would leave and the person playing the like at fault driver would jump into the car. <laughs> Man, at what point are you like, do we even need will for all yeah. this shit? Like, what is, what's, what's, like, that's one of these things where like, I would cut him out of the deal after a while. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't know, man, you got to go beat up homeless people, steal their teeth or something, man. I don't know. You're bringing nothing <laughs> to the table here. <laughs> well, he was like very like, I'm really good at crashing cars without getting people hurt. And he was, 
Like, <laughs> I, I guess, I guess you got to give credit where it's due. But that, I mean, he's just like, I really think this guy was just really persuasive and charismatic. And also yeah. he would trap these people in like debt and stuff. And so they'd be doing it to like get out of debt with him and things like that. And they were also all, almost all his family members. So like <laughs> he's doing this to people he's fucking related to that he supposedly yeah. cares about. It's so bleak. Uh, oh, you say you could be late in your car payment this month? Oh, that's a damn. Idiot. I got five hundred right here if you need it. And like it just a yeah. week later, it's like, hey, I got a ram a knitting needle up your ass and throw you off a building. So I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like- <laughs> so like, so they would stage this crash. He would leave. The person playing the at fault driver would would come in and take the blame because like it can't be him every time, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, hey, uh, Bill, uh, like you're just here at all these accidents. Yeah, that would get old right. real fast. So what would happen is he would, like, come up with the story and he would have you rehearse it. Um, So at the hospital, actors from the victim car would say they were covered by insurance but didn't have their insurance information with them. I'm covered by insurance. I'm just imagining, like, an actor. (laughs) (laughs) I am covered by insurance. (laughs) Yeah, I guess he he has to really coach him to be natural. Although these people would do this multiple times, so they would get better at it, I guess. I would have to take an acting class to rightfully say I was covered by insurance. <laughs> I'm like, I have no basis for this. <laughs> so weeks later, after they would do this, they would come back to the hospital, ask for an itemized bill, and pay for any medical treatment they received at a cash discount, or sometimes they would just skip out on the bill entirely. And then Mize, this is where he would come in as like the, the fixer of all of this. He would come in as the victim's representative and he would basically play the good guy with the insurance company and say, hey, man, I know you don't want a lawsuit. Like talking to the at fault insurance people. Yeah. Be like, look, I know you don't want a lawsuit. Let's just like settle this, you know, based on the hospital bills. Let's like figure this out, you know, off the books, like that kind of thing. Yeah. And so then he would get all the cash from and like. So a lot of times he would doctor the the itemized bills, but a lot of times he wouldn't need to because these people would really be fucking injured. Yeah. So like <laughs> all of the treatment they received and stuff, like they really did receive it. So he would just pocket the money from the insurance payout to cover the yeah. medical costs. Was the also, idea? If I was an insurance company, like I, I don't feel like I would be get I would get smooth talked by some guy's uncle. I'd be like, he comes in, hey, hey, I know you guys don't want a lawsuit. I'm like, bitch, I am Liberty Mutual. I like I pay for TV commercials and shit. He's gonna walk in here and big dick me, Mr. Mize. Like, you know, like I I hired an emu to do an entire know, ad, ad campaign. I don't, just, Apparently I, it worked. Apparently I, it worked. It, it did. Yeah, they just they just stood right down. That's that's insane. Yeah. I'd be like, bro, I, I yeah, this is progressive insurance. We've been around for a hundred years. <laughs> So uh, uh, he, apparently he would do an average of six of these a year, which seems insane for the amount of injuries that people are fucking taking. Like, yeah. So and he, and obviously, like, they're doing this for money. So he would pay out, you know, he would pay people from the proceeds of the settlement. Um, but yeah, so he would like th- this is kind of how he would lay the groundwork for all of this. So months before they're going to do one of these accidents, he would get one of the people in this like crime ring to buy like a a used luxury car and get like really high limit insurance on it. Um, You know, keep it for a few months, pay it off. Don't use the don't use the insurance, whatever. Um, 
this is all just so bizarre. This is like such a wild. I'll just imagine like a barbecue at this guy's house, which is be like the people who live under the stairs and the Cormac McCarthy, the road. <laughs> it's like those families just all like missing fucking mangled. Yeah. 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 Just yeah. It was, it was my family, they're all missing teeth. They've all been hit with bottles and shit. Yeah. I mean, that's like what it was. And all of these people like. Some of these people seem really fucking traumatized by this, um, (laughs) understandably. Yeah. (laughs) So, again, like, to keep all this going, Mize needed uh, people he could trust and people who, yeah, like, owed him something. So, he, like, some of his family members, particularly his daughter, Angela, like, really tried to not get involved in this shit. Um, Again, understandably. Yeah, yeah, as your inclination is to not, you know, get hit with a liquor bottle by your To not be hit with fucking bottles for your dad's, like, weird scheme. Um, But she eventually gets roped in, like, uh, his wife, his daughter, his son, his nephew. We're going to talk about his nephew a lot, um, who who gets, gets involved in this. So this is just, like, a really good example of, like, how he would get people to do this stuff is what happens with his nephew, Ryan. So... This is what I'm saying about, like, like, this guy totally resented people with regular jobs. So Ryan is, like, he's 21. He works at an architecture firm. He makes about $40,000 a year. Fucking loser. Capital L. Yeah. (laughs) That's, like, basically what this guy says to him. Like, and Ryan is, like, he he doesn't have a college degree. He's, like, I think this is a great job. Like, I'm doing good. (laughs) Poor Ryan. Like, yeah, I, I feel like I'm doing pretty good, sir. That's. No, yeah. no, no. You gotta, let me get, I got to rip all your hair off your face. <laughs> like, <like> yeah. <laughs> so Ryan, like, and Ryan, he, like, grew up with Mize. Like, he and his mom lived in Acapulco with them for a while. Like, he's very, in, in like, really connected to, to this family. Yeah. And so he's, like, you know, he, he, Mize is, like, kind of shitty to him. He, like, calls him a Boy Scout. He's, like, you know, kind of like, oh, $40,000. All right. You can't buy this. <laughs> crazy tacky mansion in spokane washington with that kind of money you know (laughs) hell yeah (laughs) look at the uh, ridiculous place that i live yeah exactly (laughs) um but yeah so he he offers ryan this is the first thing he does to kind of rope him in he's like i'm gonna help you buy a house um because you can't buy a house yeah he didn't and uh he lent ryan fifteen thousand dollars to buy a house um ryan is so grateful um, but then the market tanks and Mize wants his money back and Ryan has been like coached by this guy to just be like, you know, your words, your bond, like, give me my money yeah, back. Yeah, 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 yeah. the thing with you fucking work a day schmucks, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, just, it's going to be an attack on his character that he can't get the money to him. Exactly. And, like, yeah. Yeah. So he gets him, he dips his toe in. He doesn't go full. I'm going to hit you with a bottle for this money. He kind of. <laughs> eases him in which is how this works so he says all right you can't give me the money here's how you're gonna repay me we will stage an insurance fraud accident at your house and that's how you'll pay me back so Uh. he and this is again like this guy does this to his fucking wife okay his wife is the victim in this and the the accident (sighs) the accident is that a ceiling fan falls on her (laughs) Oh, she! <laughs> fucking hey, ba- hey, crazy, baby, baby, 
baby, come here, come here, come here, come here. No, no, look, look, look. It's not even that big of a fan. It's just gonna, and it's not gonna be spinning when it falls on you. Okay, I'm just right. gonna drop it from a safe height. Yeah, that is. There's some serial killer shit going on in this guy's yeah, this head. This is That's, a true sociopath. Yeah. This guy. Yeah, there's easier ways to make money. I or maybe I don't know. Like I'm sure that it makes sense for him because he's like, I my I have all ten of my fingernails. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, and I don't know like how, how they staged her injuries, but they did this sort of like medical insurance fraud scam with this at, at Ryan's house. And he's like, I guess I'm in like, <laughs> whether I want to be or not. Yeah. And nothing he, like no choice. And he like, he said like, you know, he says it felt good to have him show me love and attention. Like after this <laughs> happened. <laughs> I love it. Like, like shitty toxic behaviors like that like people do them because they work <laughs> like you know what i'm saying like yeah. when you withhold love and affection from somebody and then you 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 give it under weird ass circumstances like there's a lot of people out there are gonna be like oh well that's okay that's cool like at least i got that out of it you know that's yeah like the inconsistency is what keeps people on the hook it's yeah like, yeah you know yeah. like they're the rat pressing <sighs> the button for the treat you know it's just because <laughs> like you only get a treat one out of ten times so you're gonna press it a thousand times yeah. to get a hundred treats you know what i mean so like yeah. and and he said like mize would would do that kind of stuff for him like he would randomly like send him on a vacation or like buy him presents or something like he would know to give just enough to kind of yeah like he said like one time he bought him a new suit and it had a card and the card said, you're a truly good person with a great heart. I'm proud to call you my nephew. And, like, <laughs> it always, always worked on this poor guy. Yeah. yeah. And you flipped the card over. It was like, but this Saturday, I need to set you on fire. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, the, I mean, you think about, like, w the people who are susceptible to this are, like, people who didn't get consistent love and affection in childhood. And yeah. this guy raised all these people. So, like, of course, <laughs> yeah. he turned them into the kind of people who would be susceptible to this, you know? Because, like, yeah. he was their fucking dad or their father figure. Or, yeah. like, ugh. Yeah. What an oddly specific and, like, refreshingly non-sexual way to groom somebody. I mean, I'm not going to yeah. lie. <laughs> Oh, that's just so yeah. Like it's, it is just such a weird thing. Like yeah, I I groomed my family to where they are whatever percentage more inclined to let me throw a refrigerator on top of them or whatever the fuck it is he's yeah. gonna do. So uh, just a little more about like how he would kind of plan stuff. So basically, he would he would scout like places where um, like remote areas of road that didn't have cameras. And uh, he would work like sometimes in Las Vegas, sometimes near Spokane. He said he liked Vegas better because it was people were less likely to be good Samaritans, which is like <laughs> kind of an interesting point of sociological observation about Las Vegas. But yeah, yeah. way less likely to get involved out there. They, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're too busy about like that. Everybody's just too caught up in losing their mortgage at the craps table. Yeah. So after he'd get these people to like, you know, get the, get the, buy the cars, get the insurance policies, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then he would find a good spot. And then when he found a good spot, he'd like call everybody together and sort of like Ocean's Eleven plan, you know, like their little, <laughs> their little caper. I love the, the Ocean's Eleven planning. It's like same, same cut, same like flashy action, but it's just like him like hitting with bottles Hitting and shit. people, <laughs> yeah. Just beating the shit out of his family. Yeah. Giving him fucking noogies with brass knuckles on and shit. <laughs> So uh, the night that they would do it, they'd always do it at night. Um, and like the night that they would do it, he would like meet everybody at, um, you know, some kind of staging ground, like a parking lot or something. 
Um, <laughs> Can we do a Denny's next time? <laughs> <laughs> well, he would be like nowhere with cameras. Like we have to meet. Like none, nothing can be recorded. So like we all, oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. like these people are not supposed to know each other. You know all of that kind of stuff because they all have like fake, fake identities and things like that. So, um, you know, he. I feel like I, I. It must be good that his family members don't look alike. I feel like that would be a big problem in this if like they yeah, all right. look like each other. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like the it's the McPoyles. You're like, right. You guys are all <laughs> clearly related, right? <laughs> I don't know if it would work. Um, but yeah, so uh, the the drivers would, would use their legal names because they'd have to show licenses to the cops when the cops would inevitably come. Um, but everybody else was had a fake identity. They would like go over the fake identities and then they do all this fucking horrible injuring of the people involved. <laughs> and And they would do it like in the car so that there would be like blood in the right places and stuff like that you know what i mean yeah. like that's why oh, everybody man. had to be in the car so the idea was that like you have to be you have to do this and you also have to be in the car when it crashes because like airbags might go off um, yeah you, you gotta have all the dust all over you and shit exactly it's yeah. we it's gonna make it not look staged because it literally is a car accident <laughs> so like <laughs> i mean i guess it's a car intentional but like it's a car yeah. getting wrecked you know you're just sitting next to uncle will you're like so how are we gonna make it look like i was the one that got hit by the car he's like oh well very simple actually we're just gonna right. put you in the car you're like ah okay a realist approach i got it <laughs> right yeah so, you know, and also they were like, well, if a bunch of people are switching places after, if, if anybody drives by, they're going to see it. So, like, we need to make everything, you know, people need to be as much where they are, where they're supposed to be as they can. Of course, that he didn't make himself stay. Like, he was the one who got to get away. <laughs> yeah. But Yeah, and I, I, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to be about four or five blocks away from all this nonsense. Right. But uh, yeah, so like, and he was like, he was going for certain injuries because he knew that the the treatment for them would be more money. So yeah. like, his big one, he really liked concussions. So <laughs> yeah, I'm a concussion guy. Yeah, he loved concussions. So like, per, like obviously he'd hit people in the head, but then he'd have them act like they blacked out. People would like splash pee on their pants and stuff so that it would look like they pissed themselves. <laughs> and then and he didn't let them just use water. Like, yeah, yeah put some no, water. No, no. Like, water? Yeah, yeah, no, no. I don't know what you think this family is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta be pee. And it's because CT scans are really expensive. That's like why. Oh, so yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a great point, Uncle Will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he was like a fucking monster about it. Like he said, Ryan, the nephew, said, um, one time, one of the people got medevaced to a hospital, and Mize was like bragging about it because it was so expensive. <laughs> like, oh yes, <laughs> that is what an absolute fucking monster. Just to to be in this man's gravitational pull has to just be one of the most like nerve wracking experiences. And it's like it it is mostly his family yeah. who get pulled in, but he also ended up pulling in um a very like reputable guy in Spokane who ended up this guy Ron Wells who <laughs> was like the, I'm Ron Wells, deputy mayor of Spokane. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what he did, but he was like a businessman and he like he was very wealthy and he ended up just becoming friends with uh 
with uh, Bill Mize. Yeah. And like for a while they were just friends. And I think Bill <laughs> Mize liked having like a rich friend, you know, yeah. He's like, like one another of those high roller. He's like one of those Harvard professors that hung out Epstein, you know? He's just like, this guy is yeah. one of the more fascinating men I've ever met. <laughs> he just like, he, I, I think they like, I don't know, he liked his big tacky house. Uh, yeah. One thing that they did say was that um, Ron Wells was gay and he had like come out later in life. And I think he like felt really like lonely and kind of vulnerable. And what we know about this guy, Bill Mize, is he was just like very good at like strategic flattery. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And so I think this guy was just like kind of lonely and <laughs> Bill Mize didn't like judge him or care about his sexuality. And so they ended up like becoming friends, Man. which was all fine for a while. But then yeah. as happens when you're a rich guy, you want somebody to loan you money. Like uh, rich guys are always <laughs> borrowing money from each other. And it's like, aren't you rich? Like, what are you yeah, doing? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so Ron Wells ends up owing him money and they end up like using one of his cars. I can't remember exactly how he gets involved, but, but he gets wise to the scheme and like participates in it. I don't think they beat him up. I don't think they yeah. let they, the rich guy gets beat up, but <laughs> yeah. Do you know how much money there is in a hate crime? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we are gonna beat this shit out of you. We're gonna sue a guy <laughs> who only exists on paper. And he was like, "Damn, I mean, I wonder if I, you know what? If if I would have loved to see him work on a, a Jesse Smollett project, like <laughs> whatever Jesse Smollett's oh, next yeah. next yeah. staged ass whooping is, I would like to see him get this guy getting there. I bet they could make a really incredible, powerful project. I bet. Where... I bet this guy saw that and was like, "Hats off!" Like, yeah, genius. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Trump country, is what I believe yeah. one, of the, one of those guys screamed. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they're, like, doing all these insurance frauds. It's mostly those vehicle stuff. They do a couple things with, like, boats. Um, you know, people are falling downstairs. It's all kinds of shit. <laughs> I just want to see, like, the fucking, the second act montage sequence of, like, the rise to power. Where it's just, like. <laughs> it's just all pratfalls. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Don't break me down. Well, that's like a Donnie Brasco and shit. Yeah, just, just, just jumping down fucking stairs, getting hit by trucks. <laughs> so the thing that like Mize would always say, like as all of these guys always say, is like, this is a family. We're a family. You know, if we yeah. ever get caught, like I'll take the heat. I'm not going to snitch, all that stuff. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah. guess and what we, fucking happened? Yeah, this yeah, guy yeah. who's beating up his family <laughs> turns out not so good on his word yeah. about protecting his family members. <laughs> yeah, right. Damn, man. That is, and that, yeah, that's just exactly what, I mean, plenty of people do who don't do shit like this. Your bosses say that shit all the time. You'd be like, oh, yeah. we're like a family around here. That's always a red flag like if it's something you wouldn't readily say about the person who's saying it about you you know like just like, look out for that yeah um and that's like it yeah I, I, these people were just in so deep uh i mean it's hard when it's like your fucking dad i get it but it yeah. is yeah you really got to think about what people have at stake so just to wrap this up i'll tell you about how he got you know how he got raided and everything um so eventually, like, they they indict him. The feds wise up. It's all in the uh, New York Magazine article if you're interested in more details. But um, so at the end of 2018, the indictment comes down for all of this stuff. And uh, they named 22 co-conspirators, including all of Mize's nuclear family, plus his nephew, Ryan. Oh, Ryan's Ryan. 
Ryan's partner gets roped into this. His I can't remember if it's his girlfriend or wife, but um, his partner gets roped into this. And Ron Wells, that rich guy. Like all those people are included in this in this indictment. Um, because and this is again when you think about like the money involved here, they've been doing this since probably two thousand six or so. There's a five year statute of limitations, so the indictment only covers. Um, 2013 to 2018 oh shit and in that time they made more than six million dollars from 33 staged accidents um okay yeah so like this was pretty lucrative and you know i like i'd get hit on the head for six million dollars you know what i mean like yeah yeah. anybody anybody out there come on take a swing at me 50 bucks (laughs) right so like you know it's insane that they're going through all this stuff but like they are getting paid yeah and also how do you think they're gonna go back out and get this money like you guys gotta pay back a hundred million dollars like well Let's get to work. And it's like right. start beating the shit out of each other again. Like, I don't know. This is like clearly the only way they know how to make money. Right. Is to do fucking criminal shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's like, it's also extra shitty because like while these indictments are coming down, when the family finds out this is how much they made, they're like, wait, we are not getting paid our cut. <laughs> like, oh, this guy uh, is fucking yeah. us over. Like, <laughs> we're getting paid fucking piecemeal from these things. <laughs> and this guy is keeping all the money. He's so, like the Lou Pearlman of whacking your friends over the head with a beer exactly. bottle. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, the thing with the tooth, the thing with the tooth. Um, Ooh, that, the most troubling one so far. That, so that happened to Ryan. Ryan was the one who he. I think he had to chip his tooth or something. Oh. And, and Mize told him, "Oh, that one actually didn't pay out." Like he was like, "Oh fuck, we did all this for nothing." Turns out that was absolutely not the case. And, uh, well, I guess dental work just ain't as much as it used to be, Uncle Will. Sorry, like this poor yeah. Ryan. So poor Ryan. Um. Can't even so, eat ice cream anymore. Yeah, I know. It sucks. Um, but yeah, so uh, the, uh, the Mize, as the ringleader, was charged for a total of 101 counts of money laundering, mail, wire, and healthcare fraud. Um, he was also separately indicted on a charge of not paying his taxes because, of course, this guy isn't paying his taxes. <laughs> like, have we learned anything about this guy? No way is he paying his taxes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Back up. You also didn't pay your taxes. Oh, it's like the most naive federal agent. It's like, well, what? Oh, that is the living in. Okay. <laughs> so um, they, uh, Mize pleads not guilty. Um, it turns out he fucking snitches on everybody um so here are the sentences that come down um everybody else took a plea deal pretty much and ryan actually says to the court like thank you for getting me out of this man's life like you have saved my life like thank you i will (laughs) gladly go to jail so ryan goes to jail for 19 months and he's like thank you like i will gladly take 19 months in jail and get on with my life away from this person which just has to Um, say so much about that guy (laughs) yeah and uh, his girlfriend gets 10 months. Um, his daughter, Angela, gets six months. His son, Will, gets a year of home detention. Will kind of distanced himself from all of this before they got caught, so he got a, okay. a lighter sentence. Ron Wells, the rich guy, got a year of home detention. And then uh, Bill Mize's wife, Sandy, gets the harshest term. She gets uh, about six years in prison. Um, but huh. Bill Mize doesn't get shit. Because he fucking fled, and he is still oh, at large. Bang, bang, He's bang. gone. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
yeah, so I- insane that he was released on an unsecured bond. Uh, very dumb. Um, yeah. But yeah, so he pieces out. He's probably in Mexico. I'm probably going to see him <laughs> the guy on my trip. Back, yeah, the guy looked back up from the counter. It was like, all right, Mr. Bo- oh, and he's already gone. Okay, that yeah. guy is clearly... So I, I, I just imagine like, like Cl- Clarice Starling type agent like scouring injury reports looking for signs of her man still being out there you know <laughs> she's just, like <laughs> going through it's like oh what's that a kid took a staple gun to the head in fresno be like i'll be out there yeah i'll fly out in the morning <laughs> let me go check the same it seems like my guy <laughs> so he's been spotted on cctv footage once in nevada but no one's seen him since then so keep an eye out for an old like meaty yeah. looking guy with tattooed on eyebrows and uh, it might be him might be yeah. him yeah if you're on your way to go hang out with a guy you met at the bar last week and he was like hey bring some pliers and you're like okay if you're yep. listening to this on the way turn the car around go back home yeah not a fun guy damn uh, so that's so- Bill Mize um, not worth it don't hurt your family yeah, they no, will yeah. turn against you I don't think any of these people are talking to him anymore so yeah don't do it yeah, thumbs man. down Bill Mize, the getaway guy. Bill, yeah. Bill, Bill. It's just him running. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, yeah, not worth it for anybody involved, really. For anybody. Except, nope. Yeah. Yeah, because even Bill, like, like, I always, I've said about being on the run, that, even that's a deterrent to me because like, you're, you're usually not living the life you want to live. It doesn't you know? seem fun. It does yeah. not seem fun to be on the run. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, pretty much since, like, being on the, I think the, the being on the run stopped being fun after 9-11. Like, they're not related. Yeah. I, <laughs> but it just it, feels like that's when it happened. Now that, like, everyone has a computer and a camera yeah. in their pocket, it's just, it doesn't seem worth it. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was like the good old, the glory days when you could just shave your mustache and move to Cincinnati and do it all over again. Right, right. But, Those days yeah. are gone. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those that's days Bill are gone. Damn, man. Bill, I, what an insane asshole. That is, <laughs> that is crazy. And that's, like, one of, like, did like some like Bush League H H Holmes shit, and it's what it, what a strange man that 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 really captivated me. I'm gonna dive in and look at this on my own. That's yeah, crazy. He's a, he's a real psycho. So check yeah. him out. <laughs> well, shit. Yeah, guys. Yeah, be on the lookout for that guy. Uh, don't uh, stage fake injuries with your new friend uh, Phil. That, yeah. that that is in from from parts undetermined, um, guys. Thank you so much for listening. That was uh, thank you so much, Kath, for putting that episode together for us, uh, guys. We do two episodes a month, and we also have two more episodes a month on our Patreon. So if you want to check that out, it's patreon.com slash lie cheat and steal. Uh, I have all of my tour dates and all of my road gigs and stuff posted on my uh, on my Twitter. It's at pztx. That's p e e z y t x on Instagram too. Uh, Kath, you got anything for? yeah i think this is going to be out in time i'm going to be in austin at the end of the month um doing master pancake uh midsummer so that's going to be really fun it's uh 27th 28th and 30th i think are the dates um but yeah check that out and uh i'm kath barbadoro on everything i post my dates on there i also have another podcast called what a time to be alive which comes out every week and talks about dumb news stories so uh yeah check that out and thanks for listening everybody yeah, guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, have fun out there. Hope everybody's Halloween goes good. Be safe, be smart, but above all, don't get caught. Don't get caught. See you next time. Bye.